Welcome to Res Talk, your source for the latest news, opinions, and training from top building performance, rating, and auditing experts. Here's your host, committed building science enthusiast and registered professional engineer, Bill Spohn. Welcome back to another episode of the Res Talk podcast. It's our goal at the Res Talk podcast to communicate late breaking news and thoughtful insights about the broad array of topics in the rapidly expanding world of residential energy ratings to all the stakeholders in the ResNet ecosystem. To the ResNet community, we hear you and wish to engage. Speaking of new and expanding opportunities, the NC ResNet ICC standard 850 was developed over the course of years via consensus input from over 75 organizations. The standard was first issued in 2020 and is now seeing increasing use. Several steps needed to take place before the CECs, that's the California Energy Commission's accredited rating providers, were approved by ResNet as HERS H2O providers. At the same time, the demand for the H2O rating service had to be built, along with the ability to provide the service itself. We're joined today by Russ King, Senior Director of Technical Services for CalCERTS, Inc., and Ryan Mears, Program Director for ResNet to learn more about the rollout of HERS H2O in California. Ryan shares background on the HERS H2O standard and how it's being used to achieve the EPA WaterSense label, along with ResNet's efforts to get the standard recognized as a compliance method for California's Model Water Efficient Landscape Ordinance, or MUELA. Russ describes for us the CalCERT's network of California HERS raters and how they can get certified for H2O and WaterSense through CalCERT's. Russ and Ryan will really improve your understanding of this topic, leveraging their extensive and diverse backgrounds. And you can learn more about how all of this works at www.calcerts.com forward slash water. You can also send inquiries to training at calcerts.com, and these links will be in the show description. So let's get on to listening and learning from Ryan and Russ. Today we're speaking with Ryan Mears and Russell King, two guys with four letters in their first name that both begin with R. <laughs> Quite a combination there, guys. How are you doing today? <laughs> good, good. How are you? Good. So people on the podcast are probably familiar with Ryan's voice, Ryan's background. So I'm going to jump to Russ first and have him explain why he's here and a little bit about his background, please. Yeah, sure. I'm a licensed mechanical engineer in California. Most of my career has been in residential HVAC design and a lot of energy related stuff. And anything that's related to residential energy is eventually going to end up talking about water because as I heard someone say one time that water is energy when you talk about the amount of electricity that it takes to get the water to our house houses at a pressure that we can use is an amazing amount of electricity. And so it's very much related. CalCERTS is a HERS provider in California, and we train and certify HERS raters. HERS raters serve a little bit of a different purpose in California than they do in the rest of the country. Their main job is more like an energy code inspector. They are special inspectors for the energy code. They assist the local building departments in enforcing the energy code. And then, of course, on top of that, they do, and the true meaning of a HERS rater is to give a house some sort of a score. Is to We do have at CalCERTS, we have what's called a whole house 
home energy rating program where that does actually result in a score. And we're also piloting the ResNet program here in California as well. And so they can get a ResNet score for new homes being built in California. We're really excited about offering that. And then this, the water program, HERS H2O and WaterSense is just a natural extension of that, I think. And I'm really excited to learn more about water and expand my knowledge in the area. And obviously that's a huge deal out here in California for a variety of reasons. Yes, it is. Ryan, give us your background, please. Yeah. Hey, everyone. This is Ryan Mears. I'm the program director for ResNet. And one of the programs that I oversee is HERS H2O. And I oversee a number of other things related to our registry data and new programs, including energy code work as well. And Ryan, it may rust together, but Ryan, first is what's going on in California unique is in terms of energy code inspectors? In terms of how they use HERS raters as energy code inspectors? Yeah, yeah. Well, everything in California is a little bit unique, but it's actually... HERS rate, ResNet HERS raters. So of course, we're going to refer to HERS raters and we'll probably use this interchangeably throughout the podcast, but there's ResNet HERS raters and then California HERS raters. And as Russ mentioned, they're a little bit different in terms of what they do, but ResNet HERS raters are much more commonly being used for energy code compliance outside of California as well. Good. That's a commonality there. And then one other thing is we talk a lot about just going back to Russ's topic is water is energy. Someone made the comment other day in social media about water the energy of water in the atmosphere is driving extreme weather. So that kind of brings it back around to space conditioning and all the other things we're talking about. So there is this, I'll leave that point there, but it's just that there is this holistic circle of water has such importance in many ways in our topics of discussion. So Russ, your title is Senior Director of Technical Services for CalCERTS, Inc. What is the role of CalCERTS in the HERS H2O discussion now? Sure. We're going to be training raters and certifying them in the program. We have our own training that's based on the ResNet training and the EPA training. And then we've added some material to that specific to how the certificates will be processed through our registry. And we'll really be the face to the raters who will be out doing the inspections and processing these homes and processing the certificates. And that'll all be through us. And then we tie in directly with the ResNet registry and it's going to be seamless from the raters perspective. And then we also, because they're under our jurisdiction, if you will, they will be part of our QA process as well. So we will be checking up on the raters that we train and certify also. What's the breadth of the network there in California? Like a number of raters, that kind of thing? I'm sure it's all out there. Just through CalCERTs alone, and there's two HERS providers in California. We're the larger of the two, and we have just about 700 active raters. We have quite a few other raters that are utility personnel and people who are certified to be a raider but don't actually do it, some California Energy Commission folks and things like that. But our active raider network is right about 700 people. So, Ryan, tell us how the HERS H2O process can be used in California? How does that work? It is similar to how HERS H2O is used in the rest of the country with really the exception is that we're using California raters. We've allowed essentially California HERS raters to obtain the HERS H2O certification so that they can offer HERS H2O in California. As far as HERS ratings go, there are a few builders that choose to do ResNet HERS ratings in California, largely for purposes of being able to have all of their HERS rating data in one place. But HERS is not used much in California at all. So this is kind of a unique instance where water efficiency obviously is a big topic right now, especially in California and most of the West. And being able to allow California HERS raters into the ResNet infrastructure for water for uh, the purposes of HERS H2O 
is really important to us. And Rust, how can California HERS Raiders get certified for H2O and WaterSense? You mentioned training, but maybe a little bit more detail about that. How does that play out? Sure. It's a purely online training through our the learning management system that we have in our registry. And they can just go to calcerts.com. And if they're already a Raider in our system, they log in like they normally would to enter a house or whatever. And there's one of the choices after they log in is training and they can go through that way. Or they can just go to our website, calcerts.com slash water. And there's a, a whole website just on the entire program. It talks about the program, has a lot of references and stuff like that. And then there's also a link through there to click to the rating to go right through it to get trained. And we're using all pretty much the same data input sheets. The certificate looks the same as it does in other states. So it's very consistent with the rest of the country. The main thing is just that they just do it through us instead of doing it through ResNet or somebody else. Ryan, just a couple points about what a water rating would look like in general for someone not familiar with that. Yeah, so at a very basic level, so HERS H2O encompasses both indoor and outdoor water usage. So on the indoors, you're looking at things like fixture flow rates for your bathroom faucet, your kitchen faucet, your shower heads. But then you're also looking at appliances. So your clothes washer, what's the efficiency of the clothes washer, as well as your dishwasher. And then on the outside, which is a little bit more unique, especially for HERS Raiders, because they're not used to kind of encompassing outdoor items. So you're going to look at the irrigation system, the type of irrigation system that's installed, the kind of controller that's being used for the irrigation system, as well as whether or not there's a pool or a spa on the property. And then you're going to look at the overall size of the area that's being irrigated, the irrigated area for the entire lot. And I'm sure that plays out with an interesting outcomes there in, in California, considering you hear about so much water shortage. Are there any CalCERT's efforts that are done to outreach to raiders and builders? How are you attracting people to this, Russ? Well, it's in the very early stages right now. So we're planning to do an extensive outreach program. All of our raiders, we maintain very close contact with whenever they log into the registry to enter a house or whatever, there's a message board. And some of the messages, they actually have to acknowledge that they've read them and things like that. So that's one way. Plus, we just have extensive email communications with them. We have email addresses of thousands and thousands and thousands of builders because builders are also required to enter information into our registry when they fill out what's called the certificate of installations and things like that. Plus, we have contractors, we have plumbers, we have all kinds of folks like that. Their contact information is in our registry, and we're going to be doing all kinds of outreach to them. You have to create the demand for the service before you can create the demand for the certification, <laughs> but it's going to be a two-pronged approach, sort of a parallel approach to make that happen. Yeah. We have a lot of experience with that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right. With the rollouts. Did you care to share anything about water regulations or state drought conditions? Anything that's timely here? We're recording in early September, 2021. Yes. My wife's childhood home is has been evacuated up in Lake Tahoe. So it's the whole drought topic is near and dear to our hearts. And I have a lot of friends who've been evacuated. But it's also kind of interesting too, this particular topic of how you use water in your house isn't necessarily related to the fires going on up in the hills. It's related in the sense that it's all caused by the drought, but it's not like we're stealing water by running our bathtubs. We're not causing a fire up in the hills. It's going to rain or it's not going to rain up in the mountains, and that's what's causing the droughts up there. But it's a symptom. It's a symptom of a much, much larger problem, and it affects us in so many different ways. I read an article the other day that talks about how drought affects nutrition levels in children. It's amazing 
that there's less availability of vegetables and things like that. And so the impacts are so wide ranging. And obviously we're just talking about using water inside your house. And that water typically comes from, well, like here in the Sacramento area, we get water from the Sacramento River. But places like Palm Springs, Palm Desert, it's in Nevada, but even bigger example would be like Las Vegas. They get their water from an aquifer. And when they start pumping down that aquifer to water their lawns, and for some reason, those two locations have bigger lawns than any place I've ever seen in my life as some of the driest places in the country. But when they start pumping down those aquifers, the land actually settles. It actually creates cracks and roads and foundations and buildings and things like that. And so it has a very real impact on people's lives. And I think it's a great thing. We've been talking about water since the 90s, incorporating it into the Hearst programs for a long, long time. And you got to get people involved. You got to get the general public involved in it. And uh, I think this is a really cool program. I think a lot of builders are starting to be more sophisticated and they're going to start doing this before it's mandatory to do it. I think that's a great thing. Home buyers are getting more sophisticated. It's kind of interesting. This particular topic, you do have to be a little careful with it. If you say my house is really energy efficient, they'll think, oh, that's cool. That house works really well. But if you say, oh, our house uses hardly any water, they'll start thinking, oh, shoot, I'm going to have to flush my toilet twice. I'm going to take showers. It's going to feel more like a mister instead of an actual water coming out. So you do have to market this very carefully. And I think this program is doing a good job of that. It's when the low flow shower heads first came out, we called them foggers because they didn't You had to take three times longer shower to get the shampoo out of your hair. But those kinds of things have come a long, long ways and have been greatly, greatly improved. I think this program will do a good job of making that more mainstream and making people appreciate that better. I'm real excited about it. As you mentioned, this has been a growing theme. And I look back and we've done podcast episodes for Res Talk number three, bonus one, 50, 62, 77. We've been talking about water progressively since 2018 on the podcast. And I'll shift it back over to Ryan to talk about the EPA program and the conversations we've had. Give a little summary of that. We talked with Jonah Shine from the EPA program too. Yeah, we've done some other podcasts on that topic. But what's really important is that HERS H2O can be used for homes to obtain the water sense label. And that's really what's important. And we see that as a big driver. Obviously, HERS H2O is very new, having just launched just about a year ago. And so WaterSense has much better brand recognition and being able to use HERS H2O to obtain the WaterSense label we see as a big driver for builders to be able to get a HERS H2O rating in order to get the WaterSense label. So a home has to achieve a HERS H2O score of 70 or less. And then there's a few mandatory requirements like using WaterSense labeled fixtures. As Russ brought up earlier, the early shower heads that didn't really live up to the hype of low flow <laughs> because you had to shower longer to fulfill your purpose. The WaterSense label on products, it not only looks at the efficiency of the fixture, but also the performance. And so by using the product that has the WaterSense label, you're going to get an efficient product, but you're also going to get one that performs the way it should. Very good. Both you guys are pretty well studied in research and worldly, I'll call it. Any influence or perspective coming from the rest of the world on water and water efficiency? Either one of you. I just saw a news article very recently out of a small town outside of Salt Lake City that has just put a moratorium on new housing. No new permits issued because of water, specifically because of water. I think that builders are starting to recognize the threat of not being able to supply enough water to meet new housing demand. And 
going with demonstrating their commitment to that through water efficiency is going to be very critical going forward. Interesting. It's a utility availability for the infrastructure. Yep. Any thoughts on more global issues, Russ? No, we have enough to worry about here in California. (laughs) (laughs) We'll stay on topic. California is kind of its own microcosm of issues, but there's definitely a lot to be learned, especially from Europe and things like that and how efficient they are with some of their stuff and how the population has accepted making changes to their everyday lives. And I think there's a lot we can learn from them, definitely. Speaking of California, there's a model water efficient landscape ordinance that ResNet's working on for HERS H2O to dovetail those together. Ryan, is that something that we can speak towards? Yeah. So we recently sent a letter to the California Department of Water Resources to begin engaging them on, they're essentially doing a relook at this ordinance. It's enforced at the local level, but there are state regulations. And essentially what it does is set limits for landscape irrigation. And we're looking at ways that HERS H2O can be used as part of the compliance with that ordinance at the local level to try to simplify how builders could comply with that at the local level. And hopefully there will be some opportunities over the next few months as they look at ways to simplify compliance with that, to use HERS H2O for the outdoor requirements for that as part of that ordinance. Yep. I would imagine the training on how to do this landscape evaluation has to be part of the HERS H2O and the California training. Is that correct? Yeah. So we talked about the HERS H2O using it to achieve the WaterSense label. Maybe some listeners aren't familiar with what the WaterSense label actually it is. It is, and if you could draw some parallels, maybe Ryan could do that. Yeah. So WaterSense used to be a prescriptive program. So there's WaterSense for products, which is done at the manufacturer level to demonstrate that specific products meet water efficiency requirements of WaterSense. But then there's also the WaterSense label for homes the program is called. And their version one was very prescriptive version. Follow these requirements and a builder can get the water sense label. They just did a rework of it over the last several years. And now it, version two is a performance-based option. So HERS H2O is one of the ways that builders can achieve the water sense label. And as I mentioned earlier, we really see that as a driver because of the brand recognition of water sense of builders that being really wanting to use that. But the version two is a performance-based approach, which has a lot more flexibility in how builders get there. So they're not tied to a prescriptive checklist, essentially, to obtain the label anymore. You mentioned that HERS H2O was launched about a year ago. Is the uptake path look like? And what are some of the goals, say, in the near term for that? Yeah, so we initially launched with a pilot in the Las Vegas market, and it has done very well. We expect by the end of this year, we'll probably have over a thousand ratings just in that market. And we have a number of providers coming on. So similar to what Russ mentioned earlier, we're trying to drive demand for the service, but then at the same time, we also need to make sure we can meet that demand when it comes. So we're in parallel trying to outreach to builders to help them understand what it is and want to do HERS H2O and WaterSense. But at the same time, making sure we have the network and the providers and the rating companies and HERS H2O raters available to provide that service. So we're growing steadily and we expect hopefully within over the next few years that higher percentages of builders will start doing HERS H2O on top of a HERS rating. Are the two mutually exclusive? Can one be had without the other? I'm sure well, HERS rating can, can be yeah. Yeah, and that's a California model now, so there are not many ResNet ratings done there in terms of HERS, 
but we'll be doing uh, HERS H2O. So they can be done independently. Yep. Russ, from the CalCERT's perspective, what are some of the goals and the ramp up? You mentioned it's very new there, but can you share with us some of the plans? In terms of numbers, we don't really have any expectations. We're just hoping for the best and we're going to do the best we can to sort of saturate the market, at least with the knowledge of that it's out there and provide the training on demand when it's needed and hopefully stimulate some demand on the part of the builders by having articles where we could be working with the local BIAs, the building industry associations, to get them to appreciate what the meaning of the program is and the purpose of the program. And then also working with jurisdictions. I personally through CalCERT's worked very closely with what's called RENs, regional energy networks. And they're sort of regional associations of local governments that have banded together for energy purposes. And I know the one of the biggest ones, BayRen in the San Francisco Bay Area, they also do water programs. They promote the, I've heard it called the, the MOELO, <laughs> the M-W-E-L-O, the local ordinance for landscaping irrigation, but we can work with them. So it's all very new to us and we've had experience with other programs and we're hoping that we can use that experience to roll it out here, but we have no expectations, just high hopes. Don't we all have high hopes? <laughs> yeah. That's why we do what we do. And you shared with me the website, calcerts.com forward slash water, and also an email address, training at calcerts.com for inquiries on this topic. Yes. We'll definitely put those in the show notes. And Ryan, you had mentioned very prominently in the ResNet site, you see the HERS H2O. There's a label up there near the top, I believe. Yep. Yep. You can find HERS H2O on the ResNet website, resnet.us forward slash HERS H2O. They're also, if you're not in California and it stimulated your thinking on this topic, there's certainly the ability to become HERS H2O trained. Would you call it certified as a evaluator or a rater? Yep. Certified. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's fine. Through similar online training. I want to talk a little bit towards that, Brian? So once they complete the HERS H2O training, they would be a certified HERS H2O rater. And on top of that, also a WaterSense home verifier. So that's they get a dual certification with that. Comes together as a package. One of the nice things, Bill, is that it folds in so nicely with everything else they're doing. It's just a really easy add-on. If you're already a HERS rater and you're already out at the house visiting, it's not much training. Our training is going to be one to two hours online, so it's real easy. And it just folds in really nicely to everything else they're doing. So it's a nice add-on. And it's a very different thing than energy. So even though it's one, this like a small add-on, it makes you look like you're doing a whole lot more. And it's, I think Raiders are going to really buy into it. Yeah, it would seem like the physics and mechanics of water rating dovetails with the energy rating concepts. If you're into doing energy ratings, water ratings is not a stretch at all. That is one of the nice things about it is that a builder can add it on to what they're already doing. It doesn't require additional visits by the rater to do the verification. About how long does a verification take? Any estimates? What we found in the pilot work that we've done is it's typically about 30 minutes, in some cases, maybe an hour, especially as the rater's getting used to it, but about 30 minutes added to a typical final inspection. And that is something that the rater would charge for also? Yeah. And any idea? I know it's hard to say exactly because it differs in every area, but like percentage uptick in their charge for a rating? Yeah, it's difficult to say. It depends on the volume of the builder. A lot of rating companies will work with large volume builders, and obviously that drives the price down a little bit. But it's hard to say. It's a fairly small incremental cost that we've seen so far added to typical rating. Sounds like a light lift on the training, perhaps, and even on the evaluation on site. Very good. Okay, thank you, gentlemen. Any closing thoughts to share with the listeners? I'll go first to Russ. 
All I can say, it's about time. (laughs) This is something that California really, really needs. And I'm hoping that it'll get soaked up like a sponge, if I can use that analogy. Ryan, any water analogies from you? (laughs) (laughs) I definitely agree with the rest. I think the timing for this is good. And I think it's going to be important for builders to really start demonstrating their leadership on water efficiency so that some of these restrictions that we're seeing and in these threats to being able to even obtain permits for new construction need to be alleviated if builders need to show leadership to get us there. And just to emphasize, even though we're talking about HERS H2O in California, this is a national topic and we're just focusing in on the HERS connection in California here today. That's correct. Very good. Thank you again for coming on board. Always appreciate talking to you and appreciate your insights into matters like these. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Res Talk Podcast. We learned a little bit more about California Dreaming, the collaboration between ResNet and the California rating providers on the HERS H2O standard. If you're pro in the building market, surf on over to resnet.us forward slash professional to learn more or join the email list. You can also find ResNet on Facebook or Twitter. A quote for today that goes along with our discussion. The key to everything is patience. You get the chicken by hatching the egg, not by smashing it. That's a quote by Arnold H. Glasgow. If you're interested in feeding back to Resnet on what you heard today or would like to hear a new topic covered or just have a general question, please send an email to info at resnet.us. And if you're not subscribed, please consider doing so. And as always, thank you for listening to Res Talk. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Res Talk podcast. This podcast is hosted by Bill Spohn and is a production of Resnet the Residential Energy Services Network. The best way to listen to this podcast is to subscribe on an iPhone using the podcast app or on an Android device by downloading the Stitcher app and searching for ResTalk. If you are willing, a review on iTunes of the podcast app will help others find the show and would be very much appreciated. We look forward to talking again soon on ResTalk.